Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. Week 12 in the Serie A is in the books. We've got some MLS updates featuring some pretty important Italians, guys. First one we got to talk about, Pirlo. Hanging him up after NYCFC loses in the most recent round in MLS. Guys, what did Pirlo mean to you? Oh, man. Pirlo was everything that he could have been for a player that wasn't playing for Roma. Uh, I mean, just so smooth on the ball and just like an absolute role model for anybody who's playing in that midfield position and who isn't necessarily super fast, uh, super strong. Just, you know, good hair, good taste in wine, and an even better eye for the through ball. I I would personally like Pirlo to be in like my all-time permanent imaginary friend crew. Like I got like I got DeRossi in there, I got Idris Elba in there, I got Daniel Craig in there, you know, it's just just some of the all you know, I got Bill Murray in there. I want Pirlo up in that. I mean, Pirlo just that beard, that hair, just nonchalantly just dropping dimes all over the field. Get owns his own wine, gets hammered off his own wine, like Tyrion Lannister says how he wants to die is, you know, with a with a belly full of his own wine. I, I mean, it, it just Absolutely massive. I'm, I'm even wearing my uh, my, my Pirlo wine colored jounce that uh, <laughs> that that I spent way too much money on. Now, I mean Pirlo. Put it this way, the guy. I have a Juventus jersey, and it's an Andrea Pirlo jersey. Mm-hmm. That's how much. And we're I not judging guy. too much because of that, because it's a Pirlo yeah. jersey. No, if it's a Chiellini jersey, yeah. I mean, uh, straight I, yellow. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would have to like I'd have to be kicked off the board of like Roma Club DC. <laughs> Like, what? The Chiellini jersey? Yeah, no, I agree, guys. Uh, even though we played for arguably the arch rivals NYCFC, being a New York Red Bull fan, New York feels a little less Italian now that he is not uh, playing for them up in the Bronx. So, wishing him well. Hope he continues to do big things in soccer. I haven't read anything yet about whether he's going to be a coach or something like that, but it would be pretty cool to see him on the sideline somewhere. Um, we will see if that happens. I think he's going to start a fight club. That's what I heard. Like the basement of his winery. Uh, on other news for the Italians, uh, Italians still playing, Jovinko, he moves on over my New York Red Bulls. With the polarizing Jovinko. That's right. Um, he advances over my New York Red Bulls after a tunnel fight, no less, which was pretty interesting. Made some headlines there. Jovinko, I don't know if he was in the scrum or not, but uh, two U.S. men's national team players, Josie Altador and Sasha Kleisten, Having a, having a go at it. Was that was that over the dive? Did you, is that when I saw Josie Altador had a dive? Yeah. So uh, Sasha pushed him. Uh, maybe no, he did not. Tapped push him. him is a better phrase for it. Yeah. And uh, Josie, who is a, is just strong. He's just a strong forward. There's no other ways to to describe him. Uh, went down faster than the Titanic. Uh, just just awful uh, awful dive there. Titanic. Nice Cam Newton reference there. Yeah. Something. Except yeah. for Titanic, that made sense. Um, <laughs> Yeah, was Josie trying to make a push to get the January transfer window in the Serie A with that? Yeah. Is he looking to be Josie Altadore? 
Yeah, no, that's a good fit. As much as we would love to see him just, in the Serie A. Just squeeze him into Benevento. Yeah, yeah, they need him. Boy, do they need him. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't be any worse. Yeah. I heard I heard that the your transfer papers are put in for backup goalkeeper to uh, to Benevento. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell Josie Altador that that dive is exclusively left for Jekyll. In the box. Yeah. Oh, that's that's Chiellini right there. Yeah. That's a Chiellini. He gets he gets a he gets a Chiellini all the way from the United States. That's Busquets. That's how diving. Although that if he gets transferred to Benevento and pulls dives like that, you know, uh, like Manolas can look him dead in the De Rossi can look him dead in the eye and be like, you know what, Altidore. Witches get stitches. <laughs> I love that you're calling him out the door, eh? I love Josie. He's got some uh, New Jersey connections. He also has some Red Bull connections. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Wasn't everybody in New Jersey just slamming Red Bull constantly? Yeah. You yeah. mad, bro? I'm, you mad, bro? I'm upset. Uh, well, yeah, that that's just how we act normally. But uh, it's always tough. Red Bull's just, we cannot win a, a, a trophy for the life of us. We just can't win. But Giovinco, man, not on the national team. What's up with that? Yeah, his, his quote today from his agent, uh, that was basically it, right? Just uh, can't, uh, what, what does Giovinco have to do to get a call up here? It's very frustrating for the player. What do you think? It's, he has to play in Europe to get a call up. Seems like it, right? But he's doing big things in MLS that I think are worth, you know, at least a, a bench spot. No? What do you What do you think, Marco? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, right now I haven't seen anybody on Italy who's been super convincing. Uh, definitely have some talent, but, you know, Giovinco's... Uh, on the big stage right now, granted it's in the MLS, but he's scoring free kicks, and a free kick is a free kick no matter where you are, in my opinion. Uh, and so he, you know, Ventura, that's my my charge to you. Just bring him on for the free kicks. Yeah, yeah. You know he can do even more than that. Well, I mean, look at me right now and say, World Cup birth on the line, your life on the line, the next, the, 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 the happiness of your summer 2018 on the line. Who do you want of these three? Adair, Gabbiadini, or Giovinco? How about a guy who's having like consistent success? Yeah, I'm a little biased uh, because he's playing in, in MLS here, but uh, I mean, I just I've seen the highlights, man. I think Giovinco's earned it. I think you're right. Best player in MLS history. <laughs> so they move on. They play the Columbus Crew, and we saw on uh, ESPN in one of the advertisements, guys. There's a there's a new Iguain apparently playing for the Columbus Crew. Federico Iguain is the actual guy who plays uh, for the crew, but that's not who we saw in the ad. Who did you guys see in this one? I tell you, man, it playing showing uh, showing the big boy Iguain from <laughs> from Juventus. I, that's that's just a rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We we tweeted this out. Uh, so ESPN uh, is very funny tweet. Whoever the guy was uh, said. All right, we need an advertisement for uh, MLS. We need an Iguain, a yellow jersey. Don't check it. We're good. That's all they need. And it was Iguain, the, the one we know, Il Chiatone, in a yellow Juventus jersey up in the ad. So, uh, oh, there's Mia, the podcasting Frenchie. Yep. I, I would say, I think she's a PSG fan, though. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe a Columbus Crew maybe, fan. Maybe, maybe a Nantes <laughs> fan. I don't know. We which French team do you Lil, like, Mia? man. <laughs> No, wait, wait, who does Rudy Garcia coach right now? Marseille. Marseille. Hey, they're doing well. Yeah. But I mean, I, this blew my mind. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I followed the MLS during Roma Club Crawfish Boils and Tailgates, which is like once or twice a year, and then a passing interest um, in, in the big uh, playoff games. And basically just because, you know, I, I really want to get in the MLS. I'll, I'll do that like 
when I at the same time I start getting into like Dostoevsky, that I've always always wanted to do. So I'll get there. It's 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 on the back burner, but. I didn't know they had a Federico Iguain. I didn't know there was a Federico Iguain, <laughs> and then he plays for the Columbus Crew. So I looked him up, man. He's just like a shorter, bald version, a bald, shorter, balder version of Fat Man. There you go. There you go. But I mean, doing doing big things in uh, MLS playoffs here because they will be facing Toronto. Oh, I mean, he, as far as I'm concerned, knowing zero about the Columbus crew or MLS, I'm pretty much sure he's carrying this entire team on his back. <laughs> Hashtag save the crew. We'll see if Federico can do it for him. Oh, if anybody can do it, a Higuain can. <laughs> yeah. Or a Higuain. Higuain. The Husky Higuins. Yep. Well, while MLS's uh, playoffs are still going on, guys, we've got a huge international break. We've got Italy in a playoff game. The first leg of a two two-game matchup with Sweden is this Friday. Second one is on Monday, so pretty more or less back-to-back. And a place in the World Cup 2018 on the line, guys. How are you feeling about this? Well, there's no Giovinco, so I'm feeling terrible about it. I have faith. Uh, Sweden did well in the qualifiers, so it's not going to be easy. But, you know, we all know that Italy is a tournament team. And as soon as they start smelling it, they start picking it up. So hopefully Ventura doesn't blow it too hard, but... You know, they got the players. Let's just uh, see if they execute. Well, they've got some, you know, some really quality players here that are probably going to start that are in form right now. Um, I mean, obviously, DeRossi is going to start. He's going to be playing pretty well. We'll probably see Al Sharawi off the bench at some point just because he's been on fire. Um, you know, uh, who knows how much Belotti is going to play since he's just coming off injury. I mean, but Chiro Immobile is out there saying that this is the biggest game of his life, which if you've been watching Chiro Immobile play these days, I would like Chiro to be the hero for the Azzurri and not so much OTFR. Um, and, you know, they can rely on the defense. I really, I, I think that they're just going to come in there being like, Sweden's not going to score on us on either leg. So, I, you know, I got I to tip it to him. But the one thing that I'm really happy to see that even though if he might not play, is that Jorginho has been called up for the national team. He's had a, just a world-class start of the season for Napoli, and I'd, I'd like to see that the Azzurri locked him down instead of seeing him go to Brazil, because that would have been a travesty if he slipped away. So I'm going to go ahead and say we're really going to need him in the summer in 2018, maybe not so much for the legs of this game. All right. So feeling it. Hopefully, I'm just, I really need a, a rooting interest here, guys. U.S. men's national team, as we all well know, out of the tournament, so if Italy's out, World Cup is really going to be uh, a sour spot for me. So, Forzazzurri. I was talking about this with Marco. I was like, dude, are you even going to watch the World Cup if Italy gets knocked down? He said, of course, man. I'm going to watch it like crazy. I'm going to say, man, if Italy doesn't go through and the fact that the men's national team isn't through, I don't know how many games, how many group stages matches I'm going to watch. Yeah, I think it, it falls to Messi then for me. You just want to watch Argentina and hopefully that uh, that's... The Iceland! And Iceland, yeah, that's the underdog story. On the U.S. front, guys, we have a crucial friendly against Portugal next week where we're calling up uh, some of the youngins. It doesn't matter, but uh, we've got other big changes on on the uh, horizon, guys. U.S. Soccer Federation, there's a presidential race, and I'm happy to report that an Italian-American from the great state of Rhode Island is here. Kyle Martino is running. He's famous for being on NBC for their EPL coverage. He's also a former U.S. men's national team player. Until we see other Italian-Americans here, I guess he's got our vote if we had one, so... uh, Forza Kyle, Kyle Martino. Isn't Eric Winaldo also going for it? 
That's true. I just don't know his family background, if he's uh, Italian-American or not. But if he is, all right. Vice President, President, you guys figure out Wijnaldum, who's going to be. I'm going to go ahead and say he's freaky-deaky Dutch. Yeah. Um, but it's a good thing, though, with this presidential election happening, that we're not playing in Russia in 2018. Otherwise, they'd probably hack this election, too. <laughs> yeah, right. So we will see where the future of U.S. soccer lies. Until then, guys, let's look back at Week 12 in Serie A. With the rundown, we got another coach fired after the weekend, and that coach is still not named Montella. Napoli have another goalless draw after a Man City defeat, and Inter drop points at home to Torino. Juve has a Halloween hangover and narrowly escaped the Witches of Benevento, while Roma hang four goals on Fiorentina, and none of those goals are coming from the man up top, Checo. Unsurprisingly, Sampdoria crush OTF Genoa, Genoa in the Derby della Lanterna, and AC Milan thank the heavens for getting to play Sassuolo this week. And finally, Crotone gives me some big bragging rights over Il Sindaco di Bologna, Marco. Sorry, buddy. Looking forward to covering that Unbelievable. one. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the team from the town that Marco once saw the train station. There you go. You can find Curve America, guys, on social media, now with 280 characters on Twitter. We got also have on Facebook, Instagram. You can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, CurveAmerica.com, ASRoma360.com, and I'm sure it's else, somewhere else. But, Tad, what do we want them to do once they listen? We must, we must have you subscribe, rate, and comment. Super important. We're a, we're a guerrilla podcast. That's how we get found. That's how our audience grows, particularly on iTunes. Um, two things I'd like to point out. One, at Enzo Giordani. Thanks for the compliment, man. Appreciate it. You know, I was I was in a basically like a 12-hour slump crying in the dark listening to The Cure. Um, and this one really really pulled me out of it. And uh, since then, I think that I might take up the MLS and reading Dostoevsky. Um, and the other thing, what's this 280 character stuff? We just got bumped up. I, I would say it's just us, but apparently the entire Twitter world yeah, just got that, bumped that's up. What they, that's how they paid uh, Trump back for, for having his, <laughs> for his 11 account, minutes. Or, yeah, for yeah. having his account <laughs> hacked. There you go. So, yeah, we've got more opportunities to put more crap out there about the Syria. Let's jump now, guys. Oh, Ooh, love that sound. Interception. What do we have there, Tad? Oh. Well, you're the one that bought it, man, but I'll take it. The Brewer's Art presents Resurrection. Um, and then there's a, a red drop of blood, so maybe it's that's the blood of Christ going into a chalice. That's all I know about this beer. <laughs> all right, so I'll, blood of, of Totti. I'll take this one. Uh, Sangue di Totti. This is a Charm City beer from the fighting city of Baltimore. Uh, and so this one, uh, after many law school exams, I would head over to the Brewer's Art and... Uh, replenish or, or kill more brain cells with uh, the brewer's art uh resurrection so if i had some extra garlic fries this would be perfect but for tonight we'll just stick with the beer resurrection from the brewer's art the reason that chris flunked out of law school <laughs> cheers i'll t i'll uh join you tad and off we go to week 12 with the top five Up first, we got Napoli playing Chievo. 
Zero, zero. The ant army dominates, but just can't pass the flying donkeys at the assisted living stadium up there in Fair Verona. Marco, what do you got in this game? You've got to lay down that punchline better there, Chris. Your copy has been excellent the past three weeks, but this one, man, the flying donkeys at assisted living stadium. It's, it's, quote, they paid for the bragging rights on the stadium. That's it's the assisted saying? living stadium. All it's, right. It's, it, 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 not so much like that's what the sponsor is. It's just so you know what the home team, you know, what, 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 what the type of living conditions that they have. All right. The Florida of Serie A, Verona. <laughs> so it was 18 to 3 in shots for Napoli. I mean, they're just having a bad week after the loss to Man City. Uh, they could have probably even won that one, but. Again, just the bad luck right now, two games in a row. And Chievo Verona tying it up 0-0. That's crazy, man. Napoli held to zero goals for the second time this season, first time against Inter. Um, Maybe they're running the risk of teams potentially figuring them out. And, you know, my second takeaway here is that Drace Mertens is not injured. Uh, Seemed like he had a little tweak in his hamstring against Man City, but, you know, Napoli faithful will be... uh, Absolutely delighted to see that he didn't get injured. The fact of the matter is that right now their team is one-dimensional in the sense that they can only really play one way. They have the players uh, that they have that they attack in a dynamic way, but you know they're not going long ball to the point, man. You know they're they're doing tiki taka type stuff every time, and maybe some teams are figuring them out. I mean, zero zero to Verona—that's a poor result for a team who's trying to win the league. Well, they've been playing a lot. I think I saw some stat on uh, ESPN FC. They've played something like 423 matches in the last 37 minutes. Um, So they're definitely pretty tired. My retort to that would be is that these guys are still undefeated. They still haven't been beaten in the Serie A. And while I agree with you that one-dimensional style, quote-unquote, you know, maybe if you get a world-class physical team like a Bayern Munich or even Man City, as we saw, you know, they're going to be able to handcuff them if they don't play their, you know, absolute top and absolute best. If they don't have like one of those like 10 out of 10 who scored performances by Drace Mertens or, you know, Hallihon, you know, has, you know, plays out of his mind. But what's interesting with, with you is it, uh, with your point with this one, with Kievo Verona in particular, is Kievo went in with a game plan to play Catanacho. I mean, their, their player, their man of the match is, is Sorrentino. Um, Sorrentino, who uh, just celebrated um, his 1,252nd birthday. So happy birthday, uh, uh, Mr. Sorrentino. Um, you know, they went in there and they're like, hey, our goal is to just do everything we can. Let's get the whole city of, Ke- of Verona out here. You know, let's let's wake up the bones of Romeo and Juliet. Let's park this bus right in front of the goal. It'd be interesting to see going forward if that's just what like every bottom half of the table team does to Napoli. Would not be surprised. I actually looked it up. Word of the week. Italian word of the week, Marco. Catanaccio, you got it? It's like a chain chain link. Yeah, door bolt, apparently. Uh, I never used that in an Italian sentence, but basically locking it down, parking the bus, as Tad said. That is basically the strategy for Kiev in this game. Definitely. I mean, that's their strategy. That's the only thing they know. They're like old people, you know? They just do the same thing every <laughs> every day. And, uh, you know, old the donkeys, they are old, but they're healthy. Uh, 11th place sounds about right for a team uh, of their stature. 
and because of the depth of the, the bottom of the league, let's say it. Um, Mr. Marando, he must be ecstatic with this 11th place. He's in first place in his mind. That's exactly. all he wants, 11th place. Hey, man, you, you shoot low, and uh, anything higher than, than low, I guess, becomes a, an accomplishment. I guess, yeah. I'd also like to point out, since this bus is Italian, most likely it's illegally parked. <laughs> Fair point. All right. So there we go. Not much action up there in Fair Verona for this one. 0-0. Let's go to our second game with Inter and Torino. This one finished 1-1. The gritty and tenacious Bulls play an almost perfect game to keep Inter from going atop the table. Falke got one in this one. Adair got one as a super sub. But no late winner for Inter, guys. Inter's ready to take Serie A. That was definitely what I felt going into this game. We saw 70,000 ultras up in uh, Milan for this game. Super loud, super rowdy. More rowdy than that Josie Altidore, Sasha Kleisten uh, tunnel fight. Got to keep mentioning the tunnel fight, guys. Uh, I believe his name is pronounced Altidore. Altidore. I'm sorry. That's going to stick. I love that. Altidore. Altidore. And I'm just reading on my own blog that he's been linked to a move to uh, Napoli in the January transfer window. All right. You heard it that on. one came from my source, Pepper, the podcasting pod. <laughs> there you go. Um, but the players, guys, I think Inter, they got a good coach we know very well as Romanistas here, right? They're all crediting Ilmister Spalletti, influencing, instilling confidence. Nagatomo had one, uh, a, a pretty good quote on uh, Football Italia saying uh, he feels great physically and mentally, and he credits Spalletti for that. There seems to be a lot of that going on with Spalletti, and that's a credit to him. On that point, guys, the coaches for me is a story here. Mihalovic versus Spalletti, both great but in different ways, and their personas definitely fit their respective teams in this one. So you got Spalletti... He says, at the same time, we've made mistakes, but also Torino's on our level. And I, I just love that how brilliant he is with the media. He's smooth, suave, articulate, cunning. He's got the Philip Pline every single game, looking sharp out there. He's drawing comparisons to Mourinho even, which even that he's tactfully brushing off, saying Mourinho's on another level. That's, I'm not there. Switch over to our gritty, determined Bilbo Baggins-looking Torino Mr. Mihalovic. It's all gritty quotes, right? Marco, I know you love the coaching quotes. Inner's not unbeatable. As long as we have some of that Toro spirit, we can compete. They've got weaknesses. I got Spalletti fired when he was coaching and I was still playing. Admittedly, that was a long time ago. It's like he belongs on a Curb Your Enthusiasm, guys. He's the elderly curmudgeon eager to squabble. And I love his underdog grittiness. It works in this game. Very proud of uh, Torino's grit. And Torino, to their credit, pulls a college game day in this one with a Lee Corso. Not so fast. Start getting that confidence back. Yeah, man. I mean, Spalletti looks like he's stepping out of a out of a cool water cologne commercial. You know, refreshing, scented, delightful Spalletti cologne. Spalletti, and, right? And, and and Bilbo over here looks like he's about to throw a water cooler onto the field. Hasn't <laughs> slept in a week. You know, he's gonna grab a, a a ball boy and and beat beat a linesman to death by holding the ball boy by the ankles and clubbing mm-hmm. him. So these two guys couldn't couldn't be much different. Mihailovic has to go to the games wearing steel-toed shoes. All this stuff he's kicking on the sideline. That's true. That's true. He still needs to take those free kicks, so he's got to protect himself. Yep. Yep. Belotti's back in this one, guys, and you definitely feel the presence. Even if he doesn't get the goal, the president, the riding, the, the bull riding president of Cairo, feels his hundred million hundred million euro man is the equivalent of being up one nothing in most games. So just Belotti's presence, Torino definitely recognizes that it's an important uh, uh, asset for them. Probably a good reason why they haven't traded him. 
to this game itself. It's chippy. We got eight yellow cards in this one with Torino's Falca getting his first goal in the 59th. Left-footed screamer was awesome. What seemed to go through at least 10 Serpents of Madonina. Little hat tip there to SB Nation blog. Go check them out. Yaga Falke had an interesting article, uh, or a couple of quotes leading up to this game, where he was really disappointed by not taking off at uh, at Roma, and has kind of used his time at Torino to have a chip on his shoulder. I mean, when he's on, I got to admit, man, he looks like the player we thought we bought. Roma look, looks like the player they thought they bought, and he's he's probably outside of uh, outside of Belotti, their most dangerous forward or their most dangerous attacking player. I also saw that uh, he felt like it was a missed opportunity this time in Roma, so maybe he's got a little Isn't regret. Isn't that what I just said? Yeah, basically, but you're both right. <laughs> like to hear that, like to hear that. Uh, Inner's response in this one, it comes from Adair, national team player. Super sub, scores in the 79th minute, just 10 minutes after coming on. Icardi's volley assists. Icardi thought about it. He had another scissor kick a few weeks ago, guys, but... Dropped off the pass on this one. Adair puts it in. And you got a gritty draw. Fit for two North Italian cities. A couple of things I'd like to add to this, guys. One, Spalletti is gracefully rocking the cue ball top while Miha looks like he stuck his finger in an electrical socket. Hmm. Um, but you know what's interesting to me about this inter-team with Spalletti and, and his how he's running it? Um, you know, all these players coming into this season that we thought were going to be you know huge contributors have been pushed to the bench. Like, I mean, Borja Valero or Matias Vecino look like they've all but replaced, you know, players like Joe Mario and Brozovic and whatnot, that these big contributors to, to last season, I mean, they're, they're just completely buried on the bench. Well, it just goes to show you what kind of form those other players have been in. But it's good for, for Spalletti to know that he's got that depth. And they don't even have any other competition. So, you know, that's probably another reason why you see less rotation. Yep, Inter doesn't go to the top of the table, but hey, they got a point, and it'll be right there for them when they come back from international break. And the gold uniforms of Torino this weekend. Those were nice. On Tad's Christmas list. Christmas is coming. Those are really nice. (laughs) I get maybe it'll be the last. I'll I'll always know it as the last Torino jersey that uh, for the last season that Belotti was at Torino. (laughs) Prediction there. All right, our third place team on the table, Juventus. They played Benevento, and this one finished 2-1 Juventus, but it was close. Benevento surpassed season expectations by winning a half of soccer at Allianz Stadium up there in Torino with Juventus. I'm just, you know, Benevento. They can just go back down to Serie B right now, smiles on their faces. They won a half of football against Juventus. That's so, right. I mean, everybody's cl- shirt was off at the club after this game, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there was girls on the street recognizing them in Torino after this game. Like, oh, snap, aren't you that guy that beat us for a half? Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but in reality, Benevento has been atrocious. How atrocious? Historically atrocious. Le strege. That's not how you pronounce it, is it? Le strege. Stregoni. Yeah. Yeah. Les Streghe set the new all-time record in the Serie A by losing the first 12 games of the season. And the only comparative thing I could find in Europe was Manchester United in 1930. So, I mean, zero points after 12 games. But, you know, even, even the miserable can find inspiration somewhere. And where they find inspiration, Chris Ross, is Crouton Nation. Yep. I mean, basically at this point. If Still you've lost, in it. If you've lost twelve games, if you lost your first twelve games and you have zero points, 
the only thing you can do is just just grasp at straws, and the nearest straw is going to be Crotone, who had the miracle stamp last year. I mean, does Zerbi, uh, you know, ex-Palermo coach, which we're going to see as probably a recurring theme throughout the Serie A this <laughs> yeah. year, um, you know, he's like, I really appreciate the work of Davide Nicola at Crotone. We can only learn from that. For us, they are our model. Yep, that's about right, buddy. About right is that you guys are atrocious and Crotone did it last year. But you know what? The funny thing is, zero points. They're still only eight points away from Sassuolo. It's like the Croutons are like Philadelphia 76ers, man. Just stick to the process. Stick to the process. Trust the process, Trust the process. But, I mean, Juve did not play well. Yeah. Again, Juve does not play well. I mean, they had a draw in the midweek champions. Dybala, who was Nightwing, you know, just digging a digging a grave to throw Fat Man's dead corpse in there and, and supplant himself as, as the top dog at Juventus. He's only scored once in his last nine games. Alexandro, who Chris Ross has never heard of, um, <laughs> has been, you know, quote-unquote subpar. So, I mean, it, it's interesting, this Juventus team. And, you know, we're talking about Napoli and Inter making draws this week, and that's news. And Juventus losing a half of football um, to uh, Benevento in this one. Guys, the Serie A might just be coming back down to earth slightly. Yeah. Like, you can't just have world-class, blazing hot record starts every team at the top. I yeah. mean, it, it certainly helps when you go up one nothing in any game here. Amato Cicciaretti, the tattooed wonder, he got one, and that was basically the only shot that Benevento got on goal. It went in, and it's a game-changer. Did you see uh, Amato Cicciaretti's Wikipedia page? I just saw tattoos. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it says who he is and where he's from, and it says currently his body is completely covered in tattoos. <laughs> yeah, just there's no skin. So I'm going to give the best best chance for uh, Chicharetti to get a Curve America tattoo, because I put that Twitter tattoo on That's him. That's right. I was the 500th like, which is amazingly low threshold for, for tattoos. You know, Allegri he has some players picking out the splinters out of their culo and puts them in. We get Kenny Chesney in here, uh, who was the victim of Chicharetti's free kick. Marquisio back from injury. Douglas Costa gets in. We got Feel the Burn, DeShilio, Matuidi, Quadrado. They all play. Marco, you know, would you think this is a this is a, a tactic, or you think they just threw, let their, their starters rest against the crappiest team in the league? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you can call uh, Costa, Marquisio, and Quadrado, actually even Matuidi, if you can even call those like uh, B team players, it's unbelievable how deep this team is. I think they just have need to find their groove. Funny enough, you know, they're still live in Champions League and they're one point away off the top. So it's a scary thought to think that, you know, Juventus has just not even been firing on all cylinders here. They, they brought out some retro kits for this. Were you guys fans of this uh, this new kit for Juventus? The new old kit? Yeah, the new old kit. Yeah, yes. they should just wear those. They're way better than the other ones they were. I got to say, yeah. You know what it reminded me of? of like, they looked super old, like in... Like the style of it. It was like a Seinfeld episode of just they're wearing cotton out there. Yeah, like the old like the old timers have come out of <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Also I think it's kind of just a testament to Juventus that like they don't need their crest, they don't need a sponsor, they don't need a logo, they don't need anything. If you see black and white stripes, Juventus. Yeah, not thinking of Siena in that one. That was Juventus's colors. Yeah, you're not like, oh, is that Udinese out yeah, there? Right. Is that Newcastle United? <laughs> yeah. No yeah. man, that's the that's Juventus. That's I mean right. Juventus you know, they're in third place, and every year everyone's trying to bury them as like they're not going to make it, and they're just this machine that slowly goes through, methodically through the season. 
it's going to put the pressure on teams like Napoli, Inter, Roma, and OTFR. I mean, they it's they have to take it. Juventus is not going to give it up. Yeah, they're in they're in second place, but just one point away from yeah. Napoli and one point on top of Inter. So, Tad, go do your homework, dude. <laughs> just no, it, it's just super exciting how much parity we have. You want to know how good Juventus is? They're they're they went up a, a spot on the table after one sentence. Yeah. I, think, I swear they were in third when I said it, and then they went to second when Marco said it. Perfect cover there. I like that. I like that a lot. Let's jump to our fourth game, guys. We've got OTFR and Udinese, and we've got a rain out. This one was postponed for rain. So OTFR has got a game in hand, just like Roma. And boy, if that is not fitting, guys, because in case you haven't looked ahead at week 13, we got a derby on our hands. What do you guys look forward to in this derby? Week 13, Roma OTFR, what are you excited about in that game? See, it's when, when OTFR is a game at home, God is crying, crying so hard that he rained him out. And uh, look, I, I think that OTFR right now is in a very good position because over the past couple of years, Roma's been in front of them and they've always managed to kind of talk trash about something that happened. You know, the, the the Italian Cup win that they had three years ago when they were both in the finals, they always had something to brag about. This time around, they have a healthy gap on Roma, and no matter what happens this game, they're going to say, hey, we're still ahead of you. I, uh... I'm just really looking for some revenge. I'm just really glad Kia Tabal doesn't play into this game because I'm really just looking for some revenge from Roma Wedding Derby. I mean, it just, it's, it's just like I've had a bad taste in my mouth. Like I drank some bad Borghetti outside the stadium before, uh, before watching that <laughs> game. So I want him to come out. And this time I'm holding my pee until uh, the whistle blows. So yeah. if DeRossi scores again, I'll be, I'll be eyeball to eyeball. Yep. Kia Tabal had our number when we were over in Italy. Hopefully we uh, have a better result when we go over next spring. Looking forward to the first derby this season, guys. Going to be a great game. Just exciting with all the parity. OTFR's opponent has our fifth game with Roma versus Fiorentina in this one. It finished 4-2. Roma makes us anxious, as only Roma can, with a back-and-forth game that didn't feel guaranteed until Perotti's late goal. Guys, Roma breaking records in this one. 12 consecutive away wins. Where does that put you? I asked Steve Cerruti this in our special pod. Just how weird is it being Romanisti, right? We're actually like breaking records and, and having some results. How does this make you feel of just we're breaking away records here? How does that happen? I mean, I'll tell you, our team this year is strong. The only reason why we're not in first place is because Napoli, Inter, Juve, OTFR, all coming out big time. This season, Serie A time, really shown that they got the cojones to, to start running the uh, European game again. But Roma really, you know, they, they're deep. They're deep as well. Uh, the only position they're not really deep is center forward. But, hey, Jekyll's been carrying the load. And he when he doesn't score, he holds up the ball. Perfect play. Again, I just think that this is a team that can make moves. Even in the Champions League, we saw it against Chelsea. They were just a, a force to, to be reckoned with. It's crazy. At the beginning of the season, I would, there was a lot of pundits, more than I thought, or pundits and journalists, more than I thought would have come out with this viewpoint that Roma wasn't going to make the Champions League this year. They were going to get pushed out. 
Um, I think a lot of people are putting both Milan teams out of him, which now seems kind of laughable. But now since we've pushed AC out, the same pundits seem to have put OTFR in there, and Rome is still on the outside looking in. And then you look and you see they've won 12 straight away games. I mean, these guys are ridiculous. And they're they're 9-0-2, and the two losses are to Inter and Napoli. And Inter, we hit the woodwork like three times in the first half, which was a huge momentum changer. Give it, got handed Spalletti. They realized that we had a left-footed right back in the second half and took advantage of that game. And Napoli. I mean, that should have been a draw if uh, the greatest human being that's ever lived, Daniele De Rossi, um, you know, wouldn't have turned and passed it right to Insigne on an on a, on unlucky back pass. And they're leading their, their group in the Champions League. So anyone who doesn't think that Roma's for real, I mean, their, their dossier so far is really impressive this season. Yeah, and I think we got to give credit to EDF here. Uh, he said about this record, he doesn't care. It's not his, from what I read. But hey, man, I'm—he's made me a convert because uh, I was very sad to see Spalletti go. I thought he's a good coach, but uh, EDF, man, the tactics are working. We're we're doing well here, and I feel like Roma is playing with confidence, which is great heading into the derby. Yeah, I think that'll same reason why a lot of pundits were hesitant in Roma at the beginning of the season was EDF, new coach. Has he really proved you were? I mean, you were a big critic of him. I, my my thing was, hey man, he took Sassuolo to the Europa League. He's got to he's got to be pretty good. But I'd be lying if I say I wasn't holding my breath like Harry Houdini at the beginning of the season. And right. I hope he keeps it up. I hope we don't have Rudy Garcia coming in the second half of the season. So, sign of a great team is young players coming on, despite everyone playing pretty well. Jason, two goals. Jerry, where have you been? Unbelievable. Yeah. performance from that guy I'm is just that great another name that i'm mispronouncing i've been saying gerson for like i don't know how long <laughs> yeah i thought where he's been is he's working at a coffee shop in pulp fiction <laughs> yeah garcon <laughs> uh, yep we got some french words in this podcast too yep no i had a, a brace in this game and they were wonderful both for, pretty much from the same spot guys uh, about 16 yards out with the left foot striking at home in both corners Really impressed. Coleman collected in front of goal in an away match. I mean, that's 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 pretty cool for your first brace. You know, my thing is is Jerson. This is first. Is this the first time I think I've seen him play on the right wing? You know, and we've had these problems at right wing. Should is the overreaction of the of the game the overactive the the, the hyperbolic takeaway is our our right wing problems have been solved. Jerson coming in there because Schick, who we thought might be taking this spot. Not only is he be injured, but a little bit of a little bit of hot water with those comments that he wants to move on, or that I guess the 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 short version, the short possibly misinterpreted version, is that in a couple of years he wants to go to Barcelona and Manchester United, play for a bigger team, and make more money. I don't know. What do you guys think of, of Schick's comments? Yeah, I've heard a lot of excuses here. One, he's blaming it on a bad translation. Uh, apparently the Roma, the club, isn't really buying that. There was a rumor that they're th considering fining him after they got the full transcript of the interview. I think I'm with everybody else here, guys. Like, look, if you want to dream big, that's great. I don't know if you would exactly say that in an interview, particularly when you've played less than 10 minutes for the club you're currently on, and you were just a few uh, signatures away from joining Juve, which is uh, arguably an arch rival for Roma. Um you know, I, I think just keep this to yourself. Prove it on the field while we, while you're with Roma. If it just so happens that you're going to get a big contract, hey, man, Godspeed. But uh, let's show something for Roma, the team that's actually paying your salary right now. I mean, he had more to say in this interview about being disappointed about going not going to Juventus 
than how happy he was at Roma. And he did play some lip service that, like, he can't really get a bigger team than Roma. All I got to say for me is two things. One, he's 21 years old. And, uh, you know, sticking a microphone in my face when I was 21 years old, asking me for my opinion on something, you're, you know, I, if I was sober, I don't know what the heck I'm going to say. Um, and two, uh, dude, you better ball. All right. You better come up and ball. Yep. Yeah, all will be forgiven. Take take Icardi as an example, right? All will be forgiven if play play continues and uh, you do great for Roma. All oh, will be yeah. forgiven. What can you do for us today? Yep, exactly. On the other side of thing, guys, La Viola, Fiorentina. Pioli feels that Fiorentina is not exactly up to the top-level teams. Those were his quotes after the game. But you got to give him credit, right? This was an exciting game, back and forth. Uh, Fiorentina hung in there, got some good goal scores. Probably the biggest one was with Simeone on that header. And uh, Fiorentina showing up in purple at home. I like those uniforms. Yeah, they haven't betrayed the purple in this one. They, 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 Prince is still smiling in his grave. Um, that uh, uh, you know they've been playing well in purple at home, and they just got outclassed in this one. Roma looked really good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I even like that little the Fiorentina flower. What is the thing called? The Florida de Lee. The Florida yeah, de Lee thing That's on right. their shoulders, looking yeah. good, but. Again, they, you know, they showed this game that, you know, Fiorentina is not just some pushover team in the Serie A in the mid-table. Uh, I, I did like to see Simeone scoring. He is just a young prospect in the league. So Fiorentina can keep your head up high. Just Roma, better team. Disappointed not seeing Justin Verlander and Kate Upton in the, in the crowd after this one. They just got married in Tuscany. You win a World Series, you get married in Tuscany. Come on, man. You can go to the Viorentina game. Why not? Well, you know, if they were there, the Italian coverage would have definitely shown a lot of Kate Upton in the yes. crowd. And and the guy she married. Not not big baseball fans over in Fiorentina. No, it just seems like when you see the Italian coverage and they break at like half or something or they go away from the action, it's always to a hot girl and mm -hmm. half the time she's smoking. Great. Hashtag most Italian thing ever. Yeah. All right. So we're looking forward to the Derby after this win, guys. Let's take a quick break and finish off week 12. Up next, we've got the Cinderella game, and it's a derby. We've got Sampdoria and OTF Genoa, otherwise known as Genoa, in the Derby della Lanterna. This one finished 2-0 Sampdoria. Tad, what do you got for us? The Derby della Lanterna, guys. Sampdoria have now won three derbies in a row. I remember it was a huge deal last year when they won both of them. And this now they've won the third one in a row. And uh, betting my rent money or my mortgage money, I'm going to bet they're going to win four in a row. Because this Genoa, OTF Genoa team is, which we should all be fine, and which, Chris, I'd like to point out, from your wonderful article with Steve Sharuti, uh, uh, you said the L word in it. I did because I had to no, preface no, it new no, listeners. No, 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 no. The, the FCC might kick us off the air for that one. I felt dirty doing it. I'm sorry. While we're talking about Steve Sharuti, I was I'm a big fan, or I was a big fan when I when I had Sirius XM in my car of the Rusillo and Canal show and the Rusilla show. And for the longest time, I thought they were referring to him as Sarudi. So. <laughs> I'm glad this has been cleared up Glad we cleared me. that up. <laughs> yeah, but no, this is the longest derby streak for Sampdoria since, since any team in, in the Derby della Lanterna since the 1950s. So witnessing history, y'all. 
Breaking records. And great atmosphere. Credit to both teams, but in particular, Sampdoria, they had more to celebrate in this game. It was electric on the highlights. It was awesome. They got the they got a team this year. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see. I might have to buy myself a Sampdoria jersey after I get my Bologna jersey in the mail. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of purchases. Christmas is coming, guys. Tis the season. Yeah, I mean, Duvon Zapata, I mean, they're doing it with new transfers. Uh, you know, he comes in. He was, he was a difference maker in this game. Um, but I think the other big difference maker is just everyone on OTF Genoa sucked. There's a bad, this is a bad team right now. Yeah, and and they're seemingly trying to right the ship here, right? Uh, what happened with uh, Ilmister here? Well, that's a very lead, leading the witness there, Chris. Uh, maybe shouldn't have been drinking so much resurrection here at that. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I mean, Juric has been fired. You got to expect that coming. He was trash at the end of last year, and they brought in a uh, uh, Ballardini, who. Not only looks like the Rage and Cajun, um, he does look a little bit like that the Trailer Park Boys uh, a security guard that just died. Can't remember his name. Bald. And guess what? Guess where he used to coach? Palermo. Palermo. <laughs> I didn't even know that in the research, but good guess. And right? hashtag most Italian thing ever. This is his third stint with, with OTF Genoa. So uh, Unbelievable. out with the old and in with the old. Yep. Um, yeah, Juric, who knows what he's going to do right now. He's still a spry 42, so I hold out hopes for him being able to play for the Flying Donkeys. Maybe they'll sign him in the January transfer window. Yeah, bring the age down. But, we, you know, Marco alluded to before, guys, Samp, you know, are they this year's Atalanta? They've, they're having the, the, the streak right now. The question I have is, 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 it, is it go for it mode with Samp yet? I think so. I mean, when else do you do it? And... As long as you are able to keep your team together by, uh, you know, in the January transfer window, you have a chance. I kind of feel like Torreira is that new uh, Frank Kessie. He scores, you know, he's only 21 years old. They have this Linetti guy, 22. Dennis Pryat, 23. Very young, and they're they're led by the uh, the veteran Quags. And then Duvan Zapata also has some experience, even though he's pretty young. You know, it's it's a team that looks like it's built to to do some things this this season. They're not going to break top five uh, because the Serie A is pretty deep right now. But sixth, you know, Europa League, I think they can get it. I think uh, after reading the Schick's article there, right, with uh, he kind of explained Ferrero's intentions. Uh, hey, look, Juve did balked at us, and we want to get the most money for you, so we want to sign you on another team. I think that's what I'm going to take as as how he's approaching this season. It's great that Sampdoria is doing big things, but he's got young talent that he can sell big for. I kind of think this transfer market might be ugly for Sampdoria. Well, right now they're off to their best start ever, 23 points after 11 games, and they look good. I'm kind of wishing that we played them when, when we should have. Right. Um, apparently we did play them and lose. Uh, but the, the one thing that's going to be for me, um, if they're all in or not, is again that January, January, January transfer window and what happens to the Giggity Goal score Quags. Because Napoli looks like they're going to be knocking on the door for him. A veteran guy that can come in, knows where the goal is when they really need depth at striker. So if they hold on to him, I think they're in go for it mode, baby. All right, guys, we will see. On to the next game. We've got Milan playing Sassuolo. This one finished 2-0 in Milan's favor, and Milan grabbed all three points at everybody's backup home stadium. Stadio Mape up there for Sassuolo. Marco, what do you got in this one? I don't know what it is about the Mape Stadium, but it seems like every time the away team scores, the fans are much louder <laughs> than true. the home fans. Maybe it's because it's, you know, Reggio Emilia, 
and it's right in the middle of uh, of Italy, but it's just crazy to me. It's true. We're biased. Reggiana, that's our favorite team playing out of there is their home stadium. Guys, Sassuolo is the aloe to Milan Sunburn. I mean, it's a trash team right now playing, and they, they stopped the free-falling Milan for just a second because Montella's obviously on the hot seat, but Sassuolo is garbage. You know, Montella even saying, I've been watching my own funeral for some time now. I know I should have let you say that quote. <laughs> That's okay. Chris. I know you like the quotes. Let me get Coach that one. Coach quotes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they get some swagger points. Suso coming back in and with a beautiful solo effort. He's the guy that needs to be the focal point of this team. I, I still don't understand why he didn't play against Roma, though I was so happy to see he wasn't on the field. Again, it's, it's Milan still on the hot seat. Don't think that Montella gets away just by by beating Sassuolo. I think, yeah, I agree with you, Marco. I think they got to play a lot, as much Suso as absolutely possible uh, for him to stay up the hot seat. The guy is so incredibly athletic, so fast, and not only you know has a nose for goal in front of the goal, can score with his head, but he can also just rip shots from the outside. And I think that like he has that electric capability that the younger, maybe uh, new players to the team can, you know, a guy like uh, Biglia can look to rely on when he threw, puts the through ball up, maybe a target for Bonucci from the back to make him feel better. And then players like Kessie, uh, you know, can can look to and be like, wow, that guy's something else. Like, hey, I'm, I'm playing with one of the great players this year, yeah. Yeah, and look, Sassuolo, we just said it, but they're poster child of Serie depth. Depth in the danger zone. Yeah. They're yeah. just about the in 17th place. Uh, you know, right? Hashtag road to 17th. But Bucci's on the hot seat. And uh, Sassuolo's owner, you know, he's a diehard Milanista. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, maybe gave this one to his beloved Milan team? Uh, I'm always skeptical. but I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think yeah. that Sassuolo just needs to look themselves in the mirror and say, hey, we got to start playing like we want that 17th place. Yeah, back to Cinderella, man. Stay yeah. in Styria. Bucci's out of there, and I'm going to guess that they hire some guy who used to coach for Palermo. <laughs> Fair point. Plenty Speak, of those. Speaking of which, you see Jameis Winston this past week with the victory fingers, eating his own hand, trying to offer his hand to eat other players? I heard the audio on that. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like he's taking some, uh, some uh, direction from Zamperini down in Palermo, just like a neat body parts. <laughs> yeah, right. That uh, seems to be going around the Serie A and it Makes Italian. you strong. That's right. Up next, guys, we've got Spal and Atalanta. This one finished with a 1-1 draw. Both of these teams doing well, but dot, dot, dot. Both probably should be three or four points higher in the table. Their current positions are about as satisfying as Clint Dempsey's new beer, Deuce Juice. I'll let that one sink in as, as Tad currently. I was currently. just taking a drink of that <laughs> yeah. beer, too. Yeah, when are we going to get that one in the uh, local beer of the week? Yeah, Deuce Juice, leaving a funny taste in your mouth, guys. Deuce juice. Back when I first found out, like when when I when Clint Deeps, Clint Dempsey first came on my radar, and I found out he liked to go by Deuce, and I was like, like poop. Come on, man. That's basically uh, where we're going with this theme in this. Like Duke this is game, right? is the nickname for like the smelly. Is 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 Clint Dempsey the smelly kid on the national team? <laughs> Deuce juice. Man, it just it just sounds like butt juice. So let's start here with uh, Atalanta. Whoa, whoa I want to talk some more about Deuce juice. Just kidding, guy. <laughs> With Atalanta, just lacking dominance in the Serie A, for me anyway, and it's causing me a little bit of anxiety. They got four wins, four draws, four losses. Admittedly, those four losses are against Roma, Napoli, Sampdoria, 
And the bad one there is going to be Udinese. But three quality teams they lost to, I understand those. Gasparini, Il Mister here. He seems that he's happy with the club, but for me, again, this just feels kind of like a positive spin. He wasn't happy with VAR in this one. Freuler got a, a straight red in the 69th, and uh, he kind of admits that maybe Ladea was fatigued in this one after Europa, which also happened to be a draw. Again, kind of ambivalence for Atalanta after the recent results here. Both the goals happened before that red, however. The only Brian in Serie A. Brian Cristante, fourth goal on the season in Serie A so far. And credit to the boys of Bergamo, they finished with 10 men maintaining this draw. Worth celebrating a little bit more of Tad's favorite, Deuce Juice. I mean, look. You want Deuce Juice sprayed in your face after this game? <laughs> yeah. Spal, you know, tying Atalanta, that's a bigger win for Spal for yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, Atalanta shadow themselves from last season. At least they're doing well in the Europa League. At least that's what it feels, right? I think that they're at the top of their Europa uh, group, but it looks at least like they're definitely going to advance. So, uh, again, it's not cause for concern. You just you would think after last year's Cinderella run, they'd be a little bit more dominant. And I just... It just feels like they're kind of like in neutral right now. I don't know. Yeah, they're like they're kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs right now. So they're like, are they good? Are they not good? I mean, they got some good players. You know, they have some depth. The difference to me, guys, is somebody whose name we haven't said the last few weeks. Papu Gomez, man. I mean, Papu Gomez started off this year on fire and put in some great performances against those Syria heavyweights that they dropped points to. I mean, no shame in the game of losing to Udinese. I still think out of out of the out of the rest, they have as good a claim as anybody to finish the season, um, you know, in in European contention um, as long as they stay healthy. And it just looks like Papu Gomez is a little bit of a rut. Maybe they're focusing on. They know that the season's long, and they're focusing on getting out of out of that Europa League group stage so they can go in the knockout stage. I mean, that's what uh, Cristante said this past week. That yeah, we're kind of stalling a little bit, but you know we're really happy with the Europa League so far. So I still hold out hope for Atalanta, and I still, I still, if I had to bet on the sixth to tenth place teams, I'd put my money on them. On the other side of the ball is Spal. They got a goal here in the 64th, but they've got renewed interest in staying up in Serie A and feel pretty confident about it. They just beat Genoa last week, and that reinstills their belief that they're going to stay up. And I think that's a fair point. We were definitely uh, more excited about them this season, guys, before they got Borriello, Borriello and before we found those flowing face locks of Antonucci. God, we thought, those two men are so good looking. Yeah, I mean, just we are very attracted to Spall. But uh, you would think that they're probably closer in the middle here, no? Uh, just they're, they're not. I didn't think they would be fighting for uh, fighting relegation. And, you know, it does seem maybe they're... It's race just, for 17, Yeah, maybe. another race for race 17. Race for 17. Yep. Kievo, Spall, all those teams are just trying to just trying to stay up. Yep. So for both of these teams, guys, crack open another deuce juice and hope for three or four more spots well, up in the table. It's a trace juice now, man, because they've already had two. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Up next, we've got Tad's favorite connection to say here with Bologna and Crotone. It finished 3-2 in Crotone's favor. And a little bit of an internal derby here between Marco and me. How does Tad get this game? <laughs> yeah, I thought about it when I put the games out, but uh, we have a neutral uh, yeah, person he, doing unbiased it. Unbiased opinion, exactly. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the judge of the podcast. I'm the judge Reinhold of the podcast. Who's now, a bigger fan, 
Chris de Crotone or Marco de Bologna? You got a jersey? You got a Bologna jersey? Of course. I got the hundred year. You got Pythagoras shirt on the back? Well, why, why would Pythagoras be written on the back of a Bologna jersey? I'm just saying. I personalized it. I think I win. Mine says, uh, says Ragu it says, on the back. It says, yeah. it says, says Ragu. Yeah. I, I, just, I just peeled off S.A. Well, hey, <laughs> Gavel, not only is the podcast's cultural attache stepping in, but now the, the, you know, the, the fairness judge... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to lean with Mark uh, with uh, uh, Chris Ross on this one, man. I'm throwing on my steer sucker hat. I'm putting on my bibs. I'm jumping. I'm shoveling some coal, and I'm boop boop driving the hype train for Crotone. The buzz is growing for Crotone to finish with the Europe spot. No more race for 16th for That's Crotone. Right. They're beat. They're giving people to beat him down. Crotone have won two in a row. Two in a row. Watch out, Atalanta. <laughs> Marcello Trota is a beast. He's, he, he had some big goals and some big games at the end of last year. He's back in form. Goals in back-to-back games. He's working well towards a position in, uh, in, in our Italy's niche, strike, niche Italian strikers. I mean, he's going to fit right in with, with Quags and uh, Caprari and guys like that. But Ante Budimir in this one has a brace. And he has three goals in his last game, but also four straight games with the yellow card, which I don't even know that's how that's possible. Shouldn't he be... Shouldn't he be suspended at this point? Not for Crotone. I mean, he's he's, <laughs> he's like uh, you know, he's like the Jonathan Taves of, or he's like the Patrick Kane of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the Serie A, where you know he's getting his goals, but he's still a little rowdy and a little dirty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's also on loan from Samp, so you know, Samp with some little some little uh, 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 you know talent sprinkled around the Serie A. But if you look at a picture of Ante Budenier. He basically looks like a twelve-year-old who, uh, you know, it, it taped uh, uh, some head hair onto his upper lip because this kid. There's no way that's his own, own facial hair. Wow, that was terrible. But we're going with it. Bologna have now lost four in a row, Marco. It's unbelievable. You know, despite the incredibly stacked team that they have right now, led by Simone Verdi, <laughs> who is scoring ambidextric free kicks. It's unbelievable. Scores his first one with his left foot and his second one with his right foot. When have you ever seen that? This is Ronaldinho status. Yeah. No, credit in this game for Bologna here. That was impressive. Two great goals on Cordaz for Crotone, but uh, Simone Verde, well done. What I do like about this Bologna team, though, is Donadoni is talking that ish to Destro. Destro barely is even in this game. And they ask him about him. He's like, yeah, man, he needs to work harder. No doy. You know, I mean, he has no goals in the season so far, only four starts. And guys, can you believe that Destro's only 26 years old? That is weird. He's been around for a while. And still looks like he's 18. Yeah. He, he, looks, he looks like an out-of-shape 18-year-old <laughs> who should be 35. He, he's like Joe C. Um, anybody get the Kid Rock reference? Nah. That's, nah. There, there go the 90s right there. Come on, Chris. I, just, I missed it. I missed it. He was the, the, the little person that yeah, used to now roll around with Kid Rock, yeah. Back before uh, Kid Rock became apparently um, just the salt of the earth. Aspiring senator. Yeah. My third takeaway from this game, guys, is no one wanted to do my Bologna Carotone Twitter video challenge. Not even you guys. Um, so, you know, Vaf, you two. I thought that Bologna Carotone sounds really funny to say. Um, and that's really the, how I got hyped for this game. 
It was the Saturday game. It was the first game on Saturday. I was more hyped about the, the, the Derby della Lanterna. So I was just kind of like walking around my house in the morning, get myself pumped up, like going, Bologna Crotone, Bologna Crotone. You, none of you guys want to. You kind of sound like Dick Whittle. Well, thank you, Mark. Bologna Crotone, Danger Zone. How about that for a lead in and a nice little reference to Richard Whittle there? Yeah. Ba -ba and Enzo is not going to like our, our silly voices on this one. But guys, I'm sticking with this. Each week, I'm going to look at a matchup and see just which one's the most fun to say. And I'm going to post a video of me saying it. I like it. I think it's going to stick. Let's keep doing that, guys. Let's finish off week 12 with a bang, though. We've got Richard Whittle's da, 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 The Danger Zone. Zone, 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 zone. All right. City voices. Richard Whittle. Here we go. Only one game in the Danger Zone this one this week, and it's Cagliari and Hellas Verona. This one finished 2-1. The bomberless Cagliari. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's almost... God, it's been probably almost a full... Like half of last season and all these games before you biff Cagliari again. The bomberless Cagliari Ooh. grab three points from Hellas and doing it make... Oh, I smell the yips. He's got the yips. I do have the yips on week. Yeah, on the game Chuck 10. Knobloch of podcasting. The bomberless Cagliari grabbed three points from a Hellas side doing its best to make the podcast look stupid. No hard thing to do there. Started to make me feel like I miswrote it. Miswrote it. Oh. Yeah, see, we're, we all have the yips on game out 10. With the bang First takeaway. Still nothing from the forwards in Cagliari. You said it yourself, bomberless, borrelloless. My God, that's hard to say. Goals from the, the center back and the right wing. I mean, there's only been three goals from Pavoletti and Sao combined this season. Just goes to show you what kind of a season Cagliari's having. And yeah. they're not even in 17th place. It's true. They are definitely in the danger zone. You know, outside of uh, the, occasionally in Cagliari goes down and, and when they won the Scudetto, I think they're just like born, bred, raised um, in 10th place, man. They're just they're just going to finish in 10th place. Yeah. Right? Hashtag race for 10. There you go. Kievo strategy there. Agreed. Well, guys, Elas Verona, throw Curva America a bone, damn it. Two wins in 12. This was the team that we thought had the best chance of staying up from the promoted squads. And it just goes to show, what are you still listening for? Exactly. We don't know anything. We don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> I, you know, I, when they came up, I was really excited to see Luca Toni play in the Serie A again. So. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, and the Derby was not very eventful. So even that, we were wrong on that one. So well done. Week 12 in the books. And we've got a little break here, an international break. It's all done. And we have a big weekend with Italy first, guys. I got to admit, I'm nervous. Friday and Monday, I'm hoping for big things, but my World Cup summer depends on this. Hoping for big things. Forza Azzurri. I, I, hope, I hope a big win on Friday so I can relax. Um, but hey, Chris, before we get out of here, man, I'll say nice job on your two interviews this past week, bro. Hey, thanks. Appreciate all the guests so, with Marcello and uh, Steve. They were great guys. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend, ho hopefully, maybe Marco and I can do some con contributing to the podcast and start hogging Saruti. <laughs> By all means, please do... I'm off the special interview thing for a while. I thought we you were guys on vacation. Are on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Mark, on vacation. Marco's already booked his flights to Bologna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got... His first time he's ever gone. He, wants, he really wants to check it out. Syndico duties. On the he U.S. the vegetarian pasta is really good. Hey. On, on the U.S. men's national team front, crucial game, as we said, against Portugal. Warming them up for the World Cup. So just a friend, friendly for us, unfortunately. 
Forza Zuri until the international break ends and we get through the Derby. Get excited for that, Romanisti and OTFR fans, all of Italy, all of Italian America, get behind that one. Ragazzi, di ciao. Arrivederci. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Deuce, deuce.